Your apathy is like a wounded soul. Maybe I'm too emotional. Ah. Welcome to episode, I think we're on number 14. Does that sound right? Number 14 of 21st Century Boys. This is Joe Crawford. And James Crawford. And we're going to be talking about comics today. Um, so, Jack, as usual, you've got a ton more. How many do you think you ended up with? Do you want me to just count? No. Uh, it's just randomly. Around like 40. Something. 40 books you're going to hear about from Jack. I have <laughs> like way less than that. So let's see. I've got about, let's say, seven or eight. So for every one of mine, you're going to get like five of Jack's. So let's try to ration them out. So Jack, let's hear your first five. <laughs> okay. So the first one I read... Which I've finished now is Ultimate Spider-Man. So I'm going to be talking about the original 133 volume series. And then the series that came after that. And then all the extras. And then we'll go to that. That only counts as one? No, we're counting that as like five. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good. Okay, so Ultimate Spider-Man is like kind of a reboot of Spider-Man in like a different universe that takes puts a bigger focus on like Peter's personal life and all that kind of stuff. I really enjoyed the original run. It ends pretty good, honestly. The art it takes a while to grow on you, but once it does, it's pretty good and you get used to it and you like it. Uh good stuff. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Then what happened to Peter? What happened to Peter? So <laughs> This is before the Death of Spider-Man event. Okay. The Death of Spider-Man event happens in a kind of reboot, but just a continuation called Ultimate Comic Spider-Man. Okay. Where, like, they change the art and everything. But what happens in this is near the end of the series, an event called Ultimatum happens. And this is an event that happens in all of the Ultimate Universe. Did you read Ultimatum? I have not. From what I've heard, not many people liked it. It is kind of booty. Go ahead. But... I think Spider-Man, from what I've read, handled it pretty well. There is a comics, short, like, two comic series right after that called Ultimate Spider-Man Requiem. Around this event, Spider-Man almost dies trying to save someone from the flood that Magneto caused. Right. And after that, everybody thinks he died. And J. J. Jonah Jameson finds out, decides that he finally wants to, like, write about how... Spider-Man is a real hero. Oh, so nice. this two short story thing is just him talking about his encounters with it and trying to write what he believes to be like this biography for Spider-Man, like the death of Spider-Man in his whole life. And it's a very cute little series that I think brings out the best of J. Jonah Jameson. And I think something really cool is by focusing more on the personal side, you could see a lot more better versions of characters. Nick Fury and J. Jonah Jameson are probably two of my favorite characters in the comic. Okay. Because they get to be developed a lot more than like in their original counterparts. So this is this is an era worth revisiting then it sounds like Absolutely. This yeah. is um one of those times where I was pretty spotty with comics. So when I got back into comics hardcore uh late <clears throat> late aughts like uh, 08 or 09, I 
mostly skipped the Ultimate stuff because I, you know, I hadn't been reading it all along. Yeah. And all I remember about Ultimatum is the water part because I feel like there was a thing with like a cover with the X Men drowning, mm-hmm. and I remember. In a really gross bit where I think the blob ate the wasp. Yeah. Which was gross. But anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. The So after that, at the end of the Ultimate Comics, the Ultimatum event for mm-hmm. the two-issue thing, it does show that they do find Spider-Man is back alive again. He's still alive. And then after that, you get a new series called Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, which is just like a continuation so is it like a three boot? Kind of. Okay. It features an. It kind of has a rough start because the characters look like ten years old, younger, like and it kind of looks like baby art. And it kind of also, you're, you're not used to it because you've had this art for a hundred thirty three volumes. Right. And so it just goes away. So it's been Bagley, I know, or, or Mark Bagley for for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. then it, we get La Fuente's art. Okay. And. It improves throughout, mm-hmm. but for the random other volumes where, like, some other artists, like, draw, you can see that his art is still, like, developing and okay. that he still needs some work. It doesn't fit the series as well as the original, but it does grow on you. Something kind of sucky is that one of the best volumes of the series, Spider-Man 150, isn't even an original volume. It was just a reprint of one of the annuals from the original series. Like, from the original original? Yeah, like the 2002 volume. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, I don't know. I was, like, very excited when I read it, but then when I found out it was just an annual, and that one of the best parts of the series was something that wasn't even from the series, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> but that. the end, they do start, they do get a new artist that just fits the style a lot more and is easier to grow on new because it's more similar right. to the original artist, and it does on you uh this is the death of spider-man arc for the most part okay i do think it is pretty well handled but for how rough this part is it could have ended at the ultimatum part mm-hmm. and it would have been fine so this one's like spider-verse right where doesn't he like get killed by green goblin yeah he gets killed by, well the sinister six comes but yeah, okay. green goblin kills him okay because i don't didn't he die by green goblin in spider-verse as well uh, yeah. Okay. This is, yeah, it continues straight into the Miles Morales, which I'll be talking about. I think, right. I think in general, um, especially those early movies, that they, it seems like they pulled a lot from the Ultimate version. Yeah. And, I mean, and the old version too, but I feel like some of that stuff was like Ultimate Spider-Man. Right after the death of Spider-Man event, they have something called Ultimate Comics Fallout, mm-hmm. which just deals with the death of Spider-Man, and I don't understand why it wasn't just part of the series. This is something that just makes sense to come right after. So I don't know why it just didn't continue, but whatever. So it was, it was like a separate miniseries? Yeah, it's a separate five-volume miniseries that just deals with the death and how people struggle with it and stuff. And I do think it is some of the best stuff to come out of it. Okay. Because after the death, you just don't really see much closure. And I just continued reading after that. So I felt kind of disappointed with it. Sure. But the Fallout series I found later on, and it kind of made it feel a lot more structured and like just better feeling. Gotcha. Uh, after that... We get Ultimate Comics All New Spider Man. And this it deals with Miles Morales becoming Spider Man and getting all these abilities and stuff. We, again, another artist, I believe, but the art is very good. It's pretty similar to the original series and I like it a lot. 
Uh, was it Sarah Pacelli at this point? I or? believe it was Sarah Pacelli. Okay, I know she worked on the Spider Man series. Did you read yeah, that one? Yeah, Spider Man comes right after. Yeah, it's really good. Which deals with Miles Morales meeting the Peter Parker. The six one six. Yeah, from the six one six, which is very cool. It's a very nice event that sees like him finally meeting Peter Parker, and it's kind of ruined by something that comes later on in a different reboot series, which I'll talk about later. Uh oh. Uh, but yeah, he gets to meet the 616, they deal with some baddies, Green Goblin comes back or something. Yeah. It's pretty fun, and I do recommend it. It's not, like, required, but... I, I really enjoyed it. That's one of the few, uh, ultimate ones where I'd read start to finish was the Spider-Man, and I liked it a lot. Well, I do enjoy the all-new Spider-Man series. I do think Into the Spider-Verse does have a better handling of, like, Miles Morales and stuff. Mm. But both are still very good. That's cool. Uh... There is a volume called Ultimate Spider-Man 200, mm-hmm. which comes later on. There is an event called Cataclysm, which deals with Galactus coming, which I believe is right after Age of Ultron, which I'll talk about later, where it shows like Galactus coming into the Ultimate world. It's and, like Purple Galactus. Yeah, Purple Galactus. Right. And people get destroyed. Uh, his father finds out that Miles Morales is Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and it's but you don't really have to read it. It doesn't do much for the series. Gotcha. It does, however, start the all-new Ultimates, because with Cataclysm and the Ultimatum, almost everyone dies in right. the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Which, when Secret Wars comes, which I also talked about because I read that, even though the only two universes in it are Ultimate and the other one, the only Ultimate character is like, Miles Morales, and that's it. Because everybody dies. Well, they have, um, they have, Secret Wars has, like, a a lot of stuff going on. It brings in a lot of these, like, rando characters that, um, I don't think necessarily fit in regular Marvel continuity, but you only see them for, like, two seconds. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember the, the, I can't even think of what it's called. It was basically the Chichester, you you probably won't know these, the Chichester characters, from Epic Comics, mm-hmm. and um, it was like, what was his name, Doctor Zero, and the Knights of Saint something or other, and <laughs> and it had like the Squadron Supreme. I think had its own little battle world because each one like had like it. Like, there was a whole battle world of nothing but Thor's right, and a mm-hmm. battle world of nothing but Marvel zombies, and so yeah, like all these little side projects kind of came together with it. So yeah, Ultimate universe kind of got the the short shrift because if i remember it miles showed up like right before secret wars happened didn't it yeah yeah right after the cataclysm event is ultimate spider-man 200 it's just a one-off volume just called that and it just faces with it just is about aunt may coming together for the anniversary of the death of peter parker okay it's just a nice close off to the rest of the series because of some of this messy stuff it's just nice it's clean and then they screw everything up mm. with ultimate comics spider-man i believe like let me look real quick miles morales ultimate spider-man right the beginning of this series shows that oh peter parker is actually alive okay what and then green goblin comes back from the dead and then they fight together even though the whole point of the spider-man event was just so then he can meet Peter Parker without, mm-hmm. like, ruining the thing. Right. But they ruin it anyways. 
Was it actually him or was it like a clone? It was actually him. It wasn't a clone. I'm what? pretty sure. They don't explain it. They just like, are you a clone? He's like, I don't know. And then they just fight and they leave. Mm. And it's just really weird. Right. And I don't know. It's kind of messy. I don't really well, like it. Well, sometimes I find, especially in comics that are creators playing with someone else's characters, you got to get them back in their boxes so the next uh, set of creators can buy. Because, you know, that could have very well been the writer's decision, like bring back Peter Parker. It could have been Editor's decision, like, we need to bring back Peter Parker. They do it a lot in DC. They'll have Hal Jordan dead. They'll have Barry Allen dead. And then somebody's like, well, we got to have Barry Allen Flash. We can't have Wally West Flash. we got to have Hal Jordan Green Lantern. We can't not have uh, uh, Hal Jordan. Get rid of Kyle Rayner. And what you see is, you know, they, they do all these hoops they jump through to bring back dead characters. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's because... I mean, maybe it's because fans demand it. Maybe it's because it, they demand it. I don't know. But yeah, sometimes it undo it undoes really good work. So that's yeah. disappointing. Mm-hmm. From what I read, it just seems like they wanted mm-hmm. to bring him back because they didn't trust this Miles Morales character to get as famous as it could or just work as well by mm-hmm. himself. They obviously were wrong on that one. Yeah, because soon after that, we get Miles Morales from Secret Wars. He comes to the other one. Right. What's well, like... I'm not sure if it comes to it from Secret Wars or from Spider-Verse. Because they happen, like, a couple months apart. Yeah. But... I feel like it was almost happening close to the same time. Close to it? the same time. Yeah. Because there was also a Spider-Verse, like, Secret Wars event. Which I'll talk about after your comment. Because I've already talked about it a bunch. Okay, but, cool. Yeah. So, uh, we'll do a, a couple of quickies that way. And we'll just keep it moving. So, I've got uh, three issues that I'm going to do the in-depth... Well, relatively in depth. I'm not going to do like a total breakdown, but you know, uh, what I what I have got in front of me, uh, and give a little summation of those. So, uh, two quickies. One um, that I've been reading. And I'm two issues into it, and that's the Tops miniseries, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and I read issues one and two by Roy Thomas and Mike Mignola. And just real quick, these are one of those that you can find out there in the wild, hopefully not too terribly expensive. I was able to order them online, and they were under modern issue cover prices per issue. Uh, they, If you do get them bagged, they have, like, cards and stuff in them. If you're like me, you mostly would just want to read the story and look at the artwork. You can just buy them without the, the cards in them. Regardless, it's gorgeous art. Mike Mignola draws it, and... I don't know. I thought it really improved the movie. So if you kind of like the movie, I definitely would say pick it up. If you're like, I don't know about that movie, like I am, uh, you get to get the story that Coppola was telling as well as the the not wooden acting. As much as I like Keanu Reeves, he's not good in that movie. I don't think Winona Ryder's good in that movie. A lot. About the only person good in that movie is Gary Oldman. But this way you get to get all the artwork and all the story without bad acting. So, Top Bram Stoker's Dracula, I'd say check it out. And one more quick one, Volume 2 of Gen 13. I read issues 43 and 44. These are Adam Warren written issues. Uh, the idea, it just really struck me because the idea of a meme, I don't even remember that I knew the word meme back in the days that this would have been coming out. But uh, the group is hanging out, and there's a new pop song on the radio. And it's a bit of an earwig, and everybody's singing it. And everywhere uh, Caitlin goes, she's hearing the song. 
everywhere she goes someone's quoting the song they're selling merchandise for the song and she absolutely hates it and the idea is the song has become a living meme so like i said i just thought it was really fascinating that the idea of a meme and culture goes that goes back to that because i don't remember knowing it at that point but what did i know i was uncool i guess so anyway gen 13 adam warren run i've read about four or five issues of that now he's doing a really great job did a really great job with the series it's not like this is current so it's well worth checking out all right jack okay the next comic i'm going to be talking about real quick is spider-verse i'm going to be talking about all that edge of the spider-verse is the first event that should, before all the Spider-Verse stuff, which all, there's, I read all of the, like, comics connected to it, but just to see all the characters team up, you kind of have to. Sure. So, instead of giving all the names of the volumes, because that'd be way too much, I'm just going to be putting Spider-Verse, because you can just look it up, like, Spider-Verse, well, you, event it, in Marvel Unlimited. And that, that's what I was just going to yeah. ask you, did you, did you read it through the app, or did you read, like, individual, uh, trades? Yeah, they do have a trade of it. Okay. But it they didn't have it at the library and it's like a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. So it's like an omnibus and it probably has everything. Yeah. Yeah. So and, then, and this is the first Spider Verse, right? Because they have they done two. They have Edge of Spider Verse and yeah, they have Spider Verse and then right after that they have Web Warriors, which is kind of like a continuation. Right. They have Spider Geddon. Spider Geddon was the one I was thinking of. And they yeah, also that's kind of the the second one. Another weird event called Spider Verse. Which, I'm not sure what's going on with that. I'll talk about that. Soon. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So, Edge of Spider-Verse comes first, before the Spider-Verse event. This just gives, like, kind of a continuation of certain characters that we haven't seen in a long time. And also just, like, introductions. The Edge of series, like, Edge of Spider-Verse, Edge of Spider-Get-In, shows, like, the introductions to characters, like, their origins for characters like Penny Parker and Spider-Punk and stuff. And they're kind of cool. They each have their own little artist, and it's fun to see them. My favorite volume of the series for Edge of Spider-Verse. They had this volume, which was weird. They had, like, Spider-Verse, Sp- Peter Parker getting bin, except his name wasn't Peter Parker. And then he turns into, like, this spider that starts, like, eating everyone. <laughs> and then the guy, I forgot his name, was the vampire guy. M- Not Morbius. No, oh, is it, like, Morlock or something? Yeah, Morlin. Morlin. Morlin or something. Yeah. And then he could just gets shot at the end, and then yeah. that's it. He's like the big villain in, mm-hmm. in Spider-Verse. Yeah, Morlin. Spider-Verse, yeah, yeah Morlin's getting everyone. It's just a fun series. They show, like, different art styles for each character, different artists. It seems like it's its own series, which is for one volume, and it's very cool. And it brought back Spider-Ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it brought back Spider-Man. That's Spider-Ham. That's yeah. awesome. Right after that, we have the Spider-Verse event, which is, like, a whole bunch of volumes. I think was there's a comic called Spider-Verse with just two volumes, but that's just more like Edge of Spider-Verse, which is just more introductions to characters. Right. And then for the actual Spider-Verse, for the big chunk of it, it's an amazing Spider-Man, which I think is kind of weird how much happened in the one series. I'm, is it like the 2018 series or something? Yeah, yeah. One of the so. Spider-Man series, Silk was introduced in the first couple volumes. Uh... The Spider-Verse was in the first couple of volumes. It seems like that's a crazy series. So I'll have to revisit I'll have to visit that. Yeah, the, the, that's the Dan Slott written one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The guy who's doing um, Fantastic Four right now. Oh, I'm reading that currently. Yeah, yeah that's good. It's good. So, 
Morlun or whatever yeah. is attacking people, so the Spider-Verse get all together, and in each of the other individual volumes, which are just, like, connected to it, we just see, like, the char- two or three characters just teaming up, so then we get to see more of them, because there's so many characters that we can't really see all of them right. do stuff in the main series. Right. It's pretty fun. It does get kind of confusing, though, with how much you gotta read to get the full <laughs> understanding. But it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, that's how I think events do these days. They have, like, the main thread. Well, that's, like, what's been going on with, um... Oh, man, Star Wars is they have event after event, and you have the main series, and then you have these side series that are branching off of it. So they did it with War of the Bounty Hunters. So the main thing was Boba Fett trying to get back Han's body to sell... Uh, well, I don't know about sell. You know, get his body to give to Java so that he gets money, right? Mm-hmm. So each issue, Doctor Afra, Darth Vader, regular series, it would have like little side tangents of um, the whole war of the bounty hunters. But then it ultimately, sometimes you're just like reading the same thing you just read in the main series. So yeah, yeah. it gets frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes that style of sor- storytelling. Yeah, right after that, there is a Spider Verse. 2015 series which happens around the time from secret wars and i just read it because i just read secret wars i just read spider-verse yeah i'll check this series out this the art is kind of weird it has like spider ham but they make him look too much like a human ew like a let me show you a picture of this right quick it's weird he has like i don't know he just has like human eyes but he's also like just looking weird well, I mean, is he, like, uh, like not in his uh, spider outfit, or is he just, like, in the outfit and he looks strange? Oh, uh, they show him without his mask a lot, and it just looks weird. Ew. I don't want to see that. Uh, what, is it, like, pink? Yeah. Oh, okay. What? Well, while he's looking that up, I'll go ahead and talk about one real quick uh, manga I read. I read uh, the final volume of Attack on Titan, and that was volume 34. And we finally get to see exactly what Aaron's plan was and why he was doing what he was doing, why he started the rumbling. So, you know, as in any long-running series, not everybody's going to get a happy ending for this one, but uh, it was really well done. Uh, Sad to see this one go. I spent many years now with Attack on Titan, and it's anytime something wraps up, it's always kind of bittersweet, and uh, especially with uh, the way manga works, because it's... Why you know what? Never say never. I guess everything, everything can come back, and you know, like Dragon Ball, it did. So I won't say we will never see Attack on Titan again, but at least these characters' storylines wrapped up. So good one if you've uh, been waiting to read the series, because I've been finding that a lot of people that I work with, who are non-traditional uh, comic readers, i.e., people who read just volumes of popular stuff, like say people who only read saga or only read. Um, Wiccan the Divine or something that's popular at the library, Fables, will wait till something's actually finished to even read it. So uh, if you're one of those people who is waiting for Attack on Titan to be done, it's done. So there you go. Did you find it? Nope. Okay, that's okay. Let's move on. So he looks weird. They take his mask off, little pink pig face that looks human, and it grosses you out. So you can show me after the show. Okay, there we go. Found it. Yeah, that's bizarre. I don't care for that at all. So it kind of looks. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. 
it, it looks like bleeping Shrek with a pig nose if he were pink. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for that. Right after that, they have this little um, spider web warriors protectors of the Spider Verse, just like mini event, which not everybody's involved with. So like they don't talk about it as much in the next like big event, which is Spider Geddon, but it it faces Electro is there and he finds out how to get to the Spider Verse and like get a bunch of people from the multiverse. So the, it just has a bunch of versions of Electro of all characters versus uh, a bunch of Spider Mans. It's a quick little event and it's fun, and I do recommend it. After that, we have Spider Geddon. Which is just like Spider-Verse Part 2. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. one I was thinking of, yeah. Edge of Spider-Geddon, I think I might like the volumes more than the original, like, Edge of Spider-Verse volumes. Mm-hmm. They have a Spider-Punk volume, which is really fun. And it has, like, one of the people trying to get the copyright to his character. He's like, no way. I'm too cool for that. <laughs> and then Captain America, the version of them comes, and they're like, we can't make toys of Captain America. He's too lame. <laughs> that's not nice but it's fun they have this little like manga one which is all like black and white and, oh like, that's the panels cool. look cool uh they have a continuation of like penny parker they have for spider geddon they have this character called superior octopus which from what i can understand is just superior spider-man but he wants to be more like a doc ock Okay, so do you know the story of uh, Superior Spider-Man? I did not read the origin volumes. Okay, so Superior Spider-Man... Is... I do know, though, that he's like Doc Ock, and it's switched body with Spider-Man, and then he feels... He, okay, him, yeah, you know? so basically he's taking control of Peter's body. Uh, if I remember right, S- S- Superior Doc Ock is kind of like Doc Ock still doing the good fight, but with, like, the octopus arms. So it's, like, imagine if, like, you took Superior Spider-Man and melded him to the Doc Ock uh, arms. Is basically what it is. The weird thing is, though, that in Spider-Canon, Superior Octopus and Superior Spider-Man meet. That is weird. Maybe it has, like, some timey-wimey stuff. Yeah. I read the Superior Spider-Man series after this. Yeah. I wasn't able to find the trades before this at the library, so I'm yeah. on Marvel Unlimited. Sure. But... Yeah, they talk about, like, hey, were you Superior Octopus? And he was like, yeah. So I think he... I don't know what was going on with that. Yeah. Is the Superior Spider-Man in the universe was also, like, kind of bad? Because he, like, turned in Ben Riley to, like, the vampire guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what was going on with that. That's trippy. Yeah, I don't remember that either. That's a lot of spider stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should I do some more? Oh. Uh, I I can I can go for another one. I'll do a shorty. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do another one. Of the mangas I've read, and Jack may be able to jump in. But Jack reads so far ahead of me on Shonen Jump that um, he's gonna he may have actually forgotten because that happens to me. I read uh, this volume back when it was on Shonen Jump uh, originally, and that's uh, Chainsaw Man Volume Eight. But I had the physical volume in front of me, so I read it as well, and. Um, this is where a lot of stuff goes down. Uh, Makima is getting hunted by the Santa and the Darkness Devil. And we finally get to see what the deal with, you know, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween is. And that's, that's pretty messed up and pretty dark. Once you get possessed by the Halloween demon, like all you can think about is Halloween. And literally, that's everything's Halloween. But regardless, 
this is uh, just goes to show you can't mess with Makama or her dog because Chainsaw Man is back to fight as always. Pretty neat thing about when they go to hell. It's like all these doors. So the idea of hell is just this one infinity of doors, one after another. I don't know. Really weird series. Really good series. Read it on the app. Read it in physical copy. You can track it down. Uh, I think there's only, what, maybe one more volume left uh, to I come out in paper? And which one are you reading? I've, eight? I've just finished eight. so I believe there's eleven. Eleven. Okay, so a couple more coming. I know it's been finished on the app now for oh, probably over a year. Yeah, I think it ended like beginning of twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it's 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 good. Check it out. You can be slow and read it like I do, or you can read it super cheap for two dollars mm-hmm. a month, or you could just read it all in one week and only pay two dollars. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it's good. Yeah. Uh, next one I read, uh, Spider Gwen. I read that right after Spider-Verse because I was interested in what was going on with her. The Edge of Spider-Verse features the first appearance of Spider-Gwen. It was like number two, I think. The intro, yeah. And then they just continue it from there. And they have Spider-Ham come in the first series and he's like, what up, Gwen? (laughs) And then he just (laughs) leaves. He just like lives there for a bit and they leave right after. I think it's like around... Volume 2 or Volume 3 of the original series. Right. Uh, so what happens in this universe is Peter Parker turns himself into the lizard because he wants to be like Spider-Gwen because he knows Gwen Stacy is Spider-Gwen. And then uh, Spider... I think he dies by himself. Spider-Gwen kills him. They talk about that later in the series. Yeah, so I know she, I know he definitely dies. I couldn't yeah, remember how. Yeah, he dies, though. Yeah. And after that, she is just trying to live in... People try to kill her, some of, because they think she killed Peter Parker. Right. So, there's villains killing them because that, and the police think she's bad because this hero killed uh, some random kid. Right. That's not very cool. Yeah. Uh, They didn't know he was a lizard. In one of the first (laughs) films, the police, the guy who's the father, finds out that she's Spider-Gwen. And she's like, oh, dang. Is it her dad? Yeah, the dad is the police. And he's like, oh, dang. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not good. That's some some Batgirl crap right there. Yeah, like, that's who I work for. I'm supposed to be against you and you, my daughter. Right. Ah. And then after that, there is a series right after that. And something kind of weird is, like, Daredevil wants... Daredevil wants to, like, help him admit that he's, like knows it's Spider-Gwen, but also, like, get off safe. Yeah. But he eventually just goes to prison because he admits himself because Spider-Gwen's doing too much stuff. He's like, I don't want to be part of that. So he gets out of there and goes to jail. Talk gone, you Matt Murdock. Yeah, Matt Murdock's kind of crazy in this one. Yeah. Right after that, I mean, Punisher comes to kill her mm. because Matt Murdock sent him. What? And then after that... Then Ozzy comes, and, you know, he turns into Green Goblin. And right. Spider-Man, you know what happens there. That's uh, that's just rough. Mm-hmm. It's a fun series, though. It's kind of messed up. She gets screwed up. She was in a rock and roll band. She was in a rock and roll band with Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Oh, called that's the Mary right. Janes. Now, the only other thing I remember is at one point, she's, like, shooting back and forth 
to 616 because there's like a Spider Women series. Yeah, Spider Woman is an event that happens around the Spider Gwen series. Yeah, I read Just that one. Like right in the middle. Because I love Jessica Drew. Yeah, that, this follows Spider Woman, Spider Gwen, and Silk. Right, yeah, that's and, a good one. Yeah, it just follows, like, right in between, like, all of their series. And who are they facing again? It's a clone of Silk from, like, a different universe. Yeah. But it's a fun little event. I gotta say, the first volume of it, for, like, which isn't part of the series, like, S- Spider-Woman Alpha, mm-hmm. the art for that one looked kind of weird. The art yeah. for the rest of the series looked good, though. Sometimes they get some weird, weird uh, stuff going on because they've got artists... Who can only really get a one-off done, or yeah. uh, they may have like the main artwork on the main series. They don't have time to do like cause some of those alphas are like really big. Like they'll be yeah. 40, 40 odd pages, and they just the main artist might not have enough time to do it. So yeah. uh, you get something that's a little different artwork. Um, so I'll do one more manga. I think I only had three. I'm trying to trying to get back on track with getting manga read. Uh, I got behind and everything stacked up and. Finally, I was like, oh, I can't be in your book club. Oh, I can't do this because I got to read for the podcast. And people were like, why don't you read our books? And I'm like, I don't know. I got to read Jujutsu Kaisen number 13. And there was a lot going on in it. So um, these curse users that they've been dealing with down in the subway are stupid. They're like, let's give Itadori a bunch of Sukuno's fingers. And they give him a bunch of Sukuno's fingers. And I don't know if you remember this, but if you eat Sukuno's fingers, you turn into Sukuno slowly. So they're slowly turning him to like one of the biggest threats the world has ever faced, which I don't know how they thought that was going to go. But anyway, this is, this uh, volume's got a lot of fun fights. Gojo's still missing in action on this one. And let's just say feeding a demon... Fingers that make it strong. That's really gross. They like wrapped it in sushi rolls. Did you remember that part? Yeah. They like wrap them. I guess that makes if you got to eat somebody's nasty finger, eating it in a sushi wrap makes it more delicious. But anyway, <laughs> let's just say finger eating, <laughs> finger eating was not a great idea for anybody. So Jujutsu Kaisen number thirteen. It was incredible. I read the volume. You could read the manga online for two dollars. <laughs> I ordered number 14 immediately because it was so good. Anyway, Jujutsu Kaisen. Read it. Watch it. Thank you. Go ahead, Jack. Okay. The next one I read, I read uh, the Spider-Ham, or like the big thing. The one that started with Marvel Tales? The one that started with Marvel Tales. I read that when I was like younger than you, so that's how old that story is. Yeah. It was a really fun series. The art has aged very well. It's very cartoony, but feels like something that could just be made today. Right. Uh, it follows this spider who gets bit by a radioactive pig. So it turns into a pig with the powers of a spider. Ew, maybe that's why he looked like Shrek. <laughs> maybe that's why he looked like Shrek. <laughs> and they have, like, a bunch of characters who, like, some... The characters closely related to him are pigs. But the ones who aren't are just, like, cats and stuff for some reason. It's so weird. <laughs> because, like, people that aren't, like, directly related to him, but, like, know him, mm. are pigs. Because, I guess, pigs can only date pigs. But then, like, Captain America is, like, a cat. Yeah. 
Pig, pigs only date pigs. pigs that sounds like that. Uh, there's like a. Well, you're, you're probably too young for it. Um, in other words, don't tell your mom if you ever read it. There was a series called Unnatural, and that's kind of what their thing was. Like pigs could only date pigs. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. Maybe that's where they got it. He just finished reading Spider Ham. He's like, I'm gonna write a book about pigs dating pigs. Anyway, sorry, Jack. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> right after that, uh, I read. Hmm. I read some Marvel Zombies. I reread it. I think I read it. My favorite part of Marvel Zombies is after they, after they eat Silver Surfer. Hulk's like, oh, my stomach hurts. Yeah, they all like get bloated because he's like the silver guy that they're not supposed to eat. That's <laughs> so hilarious. They think Galactus is gonna come do something. He just, they just eat him. <laughs> just let him eat him. That's yeah. funny. The art is very good. It's very like. Oh, they're zombies, but it doesn't like too, look too weird. It looks very yeah. professional and nice. Yeah, I love uh, that series. It, Yeah, they all gang up on Galactus, and they eat him because he comes, and they're like, we hungry. We don't care how big he is. What a dummy. So they eat all of them, but then like they can't eat all the dead people because they're like, ew, they gross. They don't taste good. Who is it that ends up just ahead? Is it Spider-Man? Uh, It's Wasp. Oh, Wasp. Okay. Tries to eat Black Panther because Ant Man has been like saving his body and like cutting him off, right? And then like saving him, and then uh, Black Panther. Some people from another planet come and they're like, "Dang, how you still alive, Black Panther?" And he's like, "I don't know." And then Wasp tries to attack Black Panther and they cut her body off, so she's just like a head. And they keep her there and they just like. That's what I meant. So if you're a head, how do you eat? It just goes straight out your throat. Yeah, they just, like, keep her. She's like, I don't know, a zombie, but, like... Oh, That'd be well, weird being hungry with no stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, Mythos is one I read. The art for that is very good. That's it, one I had not even heard of till we brought it home. Yeah, yeah, Marvel Mythos is just a bunch of one-shots of different iterations of Marvel characters just illustrated kind of like storybook like very right. like cute but very also like nice not very much like outlines or anything but looks very good if you're just looking to like see the stuff it's just a very cute series to okay. read but also like good I think it has Spider-Man Ghost Rider Hulk and then two other people okay the Ghost Rider one I hadn't seen his backstory before that, that got crazy I love Ghost Rider. Yeah. He's one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read Big Hero 6. The original? The or? original series, because I don't know. I like the like, one with Sunfire? Yeah, the one with What's Sunfire. What's it even like? It's kind of weird. I w- they didn't have the volumes, like the first, first volumes. That's that had like Black Knight and stuff yeah. in it. But they had the volumes right after that. The, like, introductions and origins to, like, the characters are in that. But, you know, right after that, it's just this... And it's nothing like the Disney movie, right? It's, like, nothing like the Disney movie, no. Like, it's just a group of people that, like, I don't know, we got... Are they Asian superheroes? Is that the deal? Um, it was made... I mean, Sunflower... Sunflower. Sunflower seed. Sunfire is Japanese. I didn't know if the rest of them were, like... They're not all, like, specifically Asian. Okay. But, like, it is supposed to be, like... It was made to profit off, like, manga. It was, like, it was made around, like, the manga verse event and like okay the, so like the big manga boom yeah and kind of like for runaways because that was also kind of 
based off manga a little bit. I love Runaways. Yeah. I that just ended. I read the final volume of it. That was a bummer. Did? Yeah. Oh, man. They might bring it back, though. It's Marvel. Yeah. So. Ended for now is probably what I would say with it. You want me to do the Vision of Scarlet Witch? Sure. This will be one of my... Well, we won't call it a deep dive. We'll call it a medium dive because I, I got three of them to do today. So, Our first medium dive. This is an issue I had read probably two years ago in trade. This is the series that got me in trouble with your grandmama, um, Vision and the Scarlet Witch. I had the issue where his hand got all melted and uh, Mama, Mama Crawford was like, I don't want you reading that satanic stuff in my house. So um, she quickly took my Vision and Scarlet Witch and I had never read the ending until a couple of years ago. And then I got this one the other day at Video Games Etc. It was on the 5 for 5 table. And um, it's uh, got a great cover. And let's dive in. Issue number 4, 60 cents. This is from 1982. Bill Mantlo and Rick Leonardi. So you see a guy in the snow. He's heading towards uh, this house on Wendigore Mountain. And they get there and there's this big old cow lady. And she's like, who are you out in the snow? And I'm with this boy. He doesn't have a lick of sense. And, of course, the stranger, we all know it's going to be Magneto. So Magneto is there. He's at Wondagore Mountain. And he's looking for uh, the Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, at this point, though, is up on the moon. Because, like I told you, Vision has his hand all jacked up. It got all melted in a fight. I want to say it was with the Grim, Weeper, uh, Grim Reaper. The Grim Weeper. He comes in and he weeps profusely <laughs> and defeats all superheroes with his crying. The Grim Reaper, and um, so the, they take him to the, uh, what are these people's names? The Inhumans. And the Inhumans are like, we can fix him. So they, they take him to the Inhumans. Uh, Quicksilver is reunited with his sister. They meet the baby. And uh, Crystal has just had a baby with Quicksilver. And the interesting thing is Quicksilver is a mutant, at least at this point, before the whole rewrite that we mm -hmm. talked about in a much earlier episode when we were talking about um, Uncanny Avengers where they turned in, into creations of the high evolutionary. So back at this point, Quicksilver is still a mutant. And uh, they're like, why is this baby human? Because it has an inhuman mama and a mutant dada and but a regular baby but anyway so they get the baby uh and hang out with the baby then they take vision get his arm all fixed up and then dun, 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 from wondagore mountain we have magneto master of magnetism he was the guy on wondagore the whole time i never knew that actually I, I feel like i figured it out almost right away but whatever the gist of the issue is though the whole point of this it's something that gets rewritten, and that's Magneto is the dad. And they're kind of like, well, why do you think Quicksilver looks so much like me? I mean, look at them. They look exactly alike. I mean, mm -hmm. it made sense for Magneto to be their father. But um, Marvel said, we don't want that. That's If we have Magneto be the daddy, that makes Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver mutants. And we can't use them in the Avengers movie because we don't own the rights to X-Men characters. So let's make them just regular po uh, folk. So anyway, sadly, uh, this did not stick, but it was a fun little issue, and it was basically where you found out for at least 20 years or so um, mm -hmm. that uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were mutants and the children of Magneto to be rewritten later, sadly. All right.
That was Quicksilver. Uh, Quicksilver and the Witch. <laughs> Vision and the Scarlet Witch, number four. All right, Jack. Okay. Next one I got is all new Ultimates. I forgot to talk about this one, but this one comes right after the Cataclysm event. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. It just follows the rest of the superheroes they had bef- that weren't dead. So it's basically just the scraps. They got Miles Morales. They got Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. And it's like a bunch of randos. And they have like a weird Wolverine that's blonde. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Okay. They have this random, like, bubblegum girl thing. thing. Bubblegum girl? Spider-Man? I don't know. She chewed gum? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. She just got, like, a weird suit. I think she has, like, bombs or something. Oh. She's, like, hazmat? Nah, it's weird. Oh, we'll move on. Yeah, so... It's just a bunch of, like, group of random people that are supposed to be the Ultimates. But, like, because they're so crappy and they don't got anyone, the... The biggest villain they can face is, like, Taskmaster. I was about to say, in Taskmaster, they bring back in, like, Spider-Man 2, and he's, like, a different Taskmaster. Was it Taskmaster? Yeah, Yeah, they bring Taskmaster back, and that's, like, the final villain instead of someone. Taskmaster is pretty big, but, like, it's not, like, someone that should be the main villain of, like, who are the replacement for the Avengers. Right. I mean, Taskmaster's not Kang level. Yeah, he's yeah. not like the big one, but, right. but it's only 12 volumes. It feels kind of weird because, like, this is supposed to be like the Avengers. Like, this is the Avengers. Like, Nick Fury right. has them and stuff, but, like, I don't know. It feels kind of weird. Not good. Kind of. Mm. Yeah. Taskmaster's cool, though. Like, the mm. villains are cool. I do so. like Taskmaster. I believe. Is it Punisher? Someone else is in there. I mm. think it's Taskmaster and someone else. Uh, one I read was Spider-Man Noir. I like this one quite a bit. It has, It's just like an old version. I like Spider-Man. And, I don't know. It's facing people. Spider-Man but old. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa Spider-Man? Grandpa Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Uh... There's, like, Green Goblin stuff in your faces. It's pretty good. Okay. The, I looked, and there's actually, like, this was a whole event. They had, like, Wolverine Noir and, like, Iron Man Noir and stuff. Like, it wasn't just, like, a Spider-Man thing. Yeah. Spider-Man, I think you have, like, a... I don't know if you've read it, but we got you one time at... I want to say Books a Million, like, Luke Cage Noir or something, oh, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems like Spider-Man was the one that, like, stuck. Right. They did try it with, like, a bunch of other things, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like the Spider-Ham thing. None of those Marvel Tales characters stuck except Spider-Ham. Yeah. yeah. I have read... Age of Ultron. This is a while back. I just didn't have a chance to talk about it on the last podcast. Yeah, go ahead. But Age of Ultron, this is quite different from the movie. Yeah? Because I watched the movie quite a while ago. And it's quite different. It follows uh, Ant-Man creates these Ultron robots and one of them somehow gains like consciousness and it he brings all the bunch of like Ultron robots together and just starts like destroying the world and it's basically like the end of that universe or at least it seems like it of right. course it isn't because like stuff's gonna happen and they're gonna come back but that has one of my favorite team-ups of all time. Yeah, it, it has Invisible Girl and Wolverine. Yeah. And that's really cool. It has, I loved, I loved uh, Susan and, and Logan. That was great. 
yeah, has the a bunch of the remainder because like they should like the Fantastic Four all like died, so I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know, like I guess they they're revived dead. or something. Like because they came back and they did talk about like them being lost at the beginning of their new Fantastic Four. But like the only one lost the only one that's alive is Invisible Woman. Like, so I don't know. Is that maybe Secret Wars? I don't know what's going on with it. Because when it happened, it didn't really tie into anything. But it was a huge event. It was Brian Michael Bendis. And and so I don't know if it was an official story. Or if it was just like kind of like like a what if type story or what. What if connected to like the Cataclysm for Ultimate though? Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, because that's where Galactus came from. Gotcha. So. Okay. So it did have a purpose. Yeah, it did have a purpose for something. Is that the one uh, brought in Angela? I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, because that was a big deal. Because Angela was tied up with um, litigation because of the whole Spawn uh, agreement with Neil Gaiman and Mark, uh, Todd McFarlane. So, okay. Yeah, I remember that now. So it brought in it brought in Angela and took Galactus to Ultimate to yeah. the Ultimate Universe. Okay, I'm not sure if it's like in the six one six universe or just something else. What's going on with that? Or maybe, well, I feel like the whole thing with Logan and Susan didn't they do they did something that reset it and like oh. kind of like Age of Apocalypse. Oh yeah, with the, the X Men was about them like because they were able to time travel, but like the thing was that if they screwed with anything, that would just like ruined the universe even more okay so but yeah it was a lot about like time traveling because they were able to like time travel because they were trying to they started by trying to kill ant-man because he was the one that killed the ultron right but then the world got even worse they time travel back again right and it goes kind of crazy and i would guess from time traveling too much galactus comes and goes (laughs) through the multiverse and (laughs) kills everybody else in the whole thing dang that's messed up yeah um, actually, never mind. Uh, right after that, I, I read Silver Surfer Black. The story isn't much to write about. It's just kind of basic. It's but pretty the, art. But the art, it looks really good. Yeah. It's some very good art. It looks like something from, like, a museum. Yeah, it's like Tradmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's very good stuff. There was a series I read called The Infinity Gauntlet. Probably not the one you know. It's just this random event that happened around one of the, like, Thanos events. It had, like... But I don't know why it was called The Infinity Gauntlet. It's There's just no gauntlet? About, there's no gauntlet, as far as I'm aware. It's just about a bunch of... A group of Novas that are just, like, trying to survive. And that's it. I don't know why it's called The Infinity Gauntlet. Because they, to that, get people to buy it. That treats it like it's this big thing, but it's just a group of family of Novas... Thanos does come and, like, try to help him a little bit, I'm pretty sure. Right. that's fun. But that's, like, it's kind of weird. Mm. After that, I read Deadpool by Scotty Young. That one was pretty fun. Yeah, I don't think I've read that one. I've read the Jerry Duggan one. Yeah. So, this is Deadpool. It, the writer, though, it's only Scotty Young writing. It doesn't have him do art. Okay. And, he could write do art that isn't just like kind of cutesy that also looks good because he, I'm pretty sure he do the did the art for Rocket and Groot and I thought that was like good enough to like work. He did uh the I hate Fairyland too. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the cover of it. I think that looks fine. I think he could do the art. Yeah, it looks good to me. But 
they introduced it to him, and the art does look kind of weird. It looks fine, but they show Deadpool's feet a lot, and that's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know why they do that. And Justin Bieber was buying a copy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a fun little story, and it was probably one of the better Deadpool stories I read because I got a lot of them. It does one of the stories parts in it is like there's this pig guy and he got this brother that's like killing a bunch of people, so like he kills the guy. But, oh no, there's a thing where like he has this kid, and this kid who's related to him in another story not related to the Scotty Young one, he apparently erases his mind so he can forget about the kid because abandoning him like brought him too much pain or something i didn't read the story so i don't know what's going on with that but there's this kid you got me i don't even i don't know i probably like know. adopted him and then like abandoned him because he had to do stuff but he was like hey i know you and he's like who are you <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we all said we're like who is this but yeah the kid tries to stop deadpool from killing people and that's what happens it's like this little like oh <laughs> but i don't know it's kind of weird but the most most of the story is good. It's pretty good. That's cool. Uh, Deadpool by Duggan. Yeah, I love that one. Mm-hmm. That's where he's like working with the the lady. Uh, are, are she the FBI? Uh, I think so. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, I will say the beginning, the first couple of volumes are kind of weird. The intro to it is. It's where he's fighting the dead president. Yeah, the right? dead president. Yeah, I love a that bunch one. of presidents come back. Yeah. And they're like zombies and I'm trying to kill him. Yeah, I love that <laughs> so story. That's why I got into it because I was like, what is this? This is weird. It's really weird. But the, I really loved but, it. But yeah, they're fun. And right after that, it, from the volumes I read, there was a volume where it works like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And just like does stuff. And that one volume was really fun. I the got Spider-Man it. and Deadpool volume? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like one. I like when they go on a double date. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. That's where you get uh, the area you get Shikla from, too. I really like her. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, to read Deadpool, the gauntlet. Dracula's Gauntlet. Yeah. This was originally like an online miniseries. Yeah, it's like a webcomic. That eventually got yeah. turned into like the trade that you can read and stuff. I got the hardcover from the library. I think I've read this a few times. But, you know, I got to revisit. Yeah, I've re- read it, too, because that was like one of those... I don't know if it was um, free comic book day or Halloween fest or maybe it was just a quarter intro or maybe it was just free. But that first issue, I swear I've gone through like five copies of it. You probably have a copy of it somewhere. Yeah. Because it was was either a giveaway or it was like a quarter. Because I remember having it many, many times. Like every time I'd open a DCBS shipment, there'd be like a a copy of it in there. Yeah, the series is about one of the vampires. I think it is actually a Mike... Dracula. It is Dracula. Yeah, it is Dracula. Yeah. And he wants Shikla to be his wife. Mm-hmm. But, like, Deadpool finds her and she's like, no way, Jose. Oh, yeah. And so Deadpool tries to keep Shikla from marrying this guy. So he sends a bunch of people to, like, kill him. And the thing is that, like, I'm pretty sure Dracula is, like, killing Shikla's family to, like, mm. get with her. And she's like, no way, Jose. Oh, yeah, that's and, always like, a great way to join weird. the families, yeah. kill everybody. Nah. No. So he defeats them and then they go on a date and she's like wants to and then they get married I guess yep yeah they get married in a big issue in the big issue Mm -hmm. it's just this little fun dating thing and it's like I think it's like 12 volumes but they're really short and they're fun it's good stuff uh I'll go let's do uh I got a couple of ways we could do this so let's see 
basically action comics in this part of the, their timeline they had um a backup feature and this one was aquaman so do you want me to do one entire issue uh or do you want me to do like the superman stuff then come back and do the aquaman stuff you could you? come back okay so do superman first mm-hmm. all right so we're going to be covering 537 and 538 of action comics we're going to do superman first Mike Barr was the guest writer at this point, and Irv Novak was the penciler. So Superman, in doing so hot, he was fighting uh, a villain known as Satanus, and he was split in half in the past. And when uh, he was split in half in the past, part of him goes to the future. So kind of like uh, if you split somebody in the half who's like super powerful, I guess the idea makes him half powerful. So. Uh, Lois is hearing this story from Clark and she's like I'm gonna get you some coffee and he's like I'll drink the coffee and anyway she comes in and she's like whoops and she spills coffee all over him he's like no problem honey ah! and he, he, he burned his hand and he's like that don't feel super and he's like I'm leaving and I'll see you once you find my pallbearers. Okay, that's a big jump. Dude, you burnt your hand. Be a human instead of a baby. God. So he's like, I'm going to have to be buried. Anyway, then we flash forward to this jerk. He's robbing some people. And it's going to turn out he's this big supervillain. And Clark's like, I'm going to go to the Fortress of Solitude. And he's like, how in the heck can I get in the Fortress of Solitude? Last time I was here in Half Powered, the Mega Man helped me lift the arrow. Well, maybe you don't have such a giant key. Well, who's going to be able to lift this key if you're half powered? Look at this thing. This thing's as big as a mountain. So he can't lift the key. And so he flies through the, the keyhole. And he's like, I'm doing great. Ow, my foot! And he got zapped by a laser. And he gets there and he's like, ooh, at least my foot has a little bit of superhumanity left in it. <laughs> and so he says, I'm going to go into the Legion of Superhero Time Bubble. But as soon as he does it, he done pissed off Lord Satanus. He's like, you, you aren't going to the past. I'm not putting up with your shenanigans. And so Lord Satanus didn't let him go to the past. Well, then we flash back to past Clark. He's like, I got to get out of here. And he's like fighting with this, uh, this lady. Her name is Cyrene. And she is bad business. And then we go back to the future again where it's Clark. And he wants to read a paper. And he's like, oh, no, the newspaper says I'm weak. That's horrible. And so this guy who was a jerk from earlier puts on this 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 doofy-looking hat. <laughs> and it's got a little hammer on the top. It doesn't even, like, fit him. No, he, he looks stupid. And then he has these his fist gauntlets. These look like, okay, let me tell you why this is stupid. So he's got jackhammer hands. But the hammer comes out of his normal human fingers. Mm-hmm. When that hammer comes back, it's going to smash the crap out of his fingers. This is stupid and would break your hands immediately. So yeah. imagine like if you were Wolverine Claws, but you didn't have invulnerable strength. Every time you retract it, it's going to chop your fingers off. This idiot. So anyway, this moron jackhammer, who would have been Wizard's Mort of the Month in 1992... February issue challenges uh, Clark Kent, well Superman, to a fight, and he starts uh, starts a fight. And then we got right here. This is like some He-Man stuff. 
I didn't even read it. This was TLDR. Look at all those words. Yeah, that's a lot. I was like, man, I'm skipping this. This is some wordy crap. And you got this weird-looking monster trying to eat Superman, and then then Zodak's fighting He-Man, and I thought Zodak was a superhero. So anyway, that's that's the, the He-Man story we're not going to talk about. So anyway, this Mort Jackhammer whacks Superman and knocks the crap out of him, and he's like, ha-ha, I beat Superman. That's because he's half strength, you idiot. So anyway, what happens in the next issue, number 538? It's got Jimmy Olsen trying to stand up to Jackhammer. He's like, one more pounding from Jackhammer and you're dead. Get out. And Superman's got a bloody mouth. He's going, no way. And this idiot. See, now, okay, now look at this design. This is not the way he was wearing them. Yeah, he got like brass knuckles with the hammer coming yeah, out. Yeah, every time they show it, it's a different design. You guys need to figure this out. So on the cover of the previous issue, they're just, they just look like one piece. And this one, it's like, yeah, brass knucks. And they're just like big flat pieces. They're kind of stupid looking. Anyway, so after he got his butt kicked by a jackhammer, next issue, we open it up. He's on the floor in uh, Jimmy Olsen's room. Good gosh, Superman! And you see what is now my new um Twitter <laughs> avatar, which is like Clark has got a big old black eye and like 5 o'clock shadow. I'm like, man, you need to mow it or grow it, Clark, because that looks like crap. And Jimmy's like, I got a razor! And so he comes and shaves him. That seems a little weird. I don't mm-hmm. want somebody shaving me unless I'm like in the hospital. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. And Lois is like, you're a loser, Clark. Here's some books. <laughs> she gives him a bunch of books. It's like, be all the person you can be. Self-help made easy. Help all yourselves. And this was bought at like Books, Inc. They are super generic looking. Literally, it just looks like somebody just scribbled a title on a piece of paper. And she's like, you're a loser, Clark. Get it together or we'll never get married. And he's like, oh, if you ever knew I was Superman. <laughs> Uh, we're back to Jackhammer. He's like, ha, 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 I have a stupid helmet and these stupid gauntlets, and I beat Superman. And so these people are like, well, have you uh, work for us, Jackhammer? Here you go. Is this some money, and you'll, like, help us out? So there's a bank robbery. It's the Jackhammer. Oh, no. What's Clark going to do? He's like, I'm going to go fight this Mort, who now has, like, a giant J with a the hammer coming out of the top of it as his logo. This guy's the worst design character ever. And we're back to the gauntlets where it's coming out of his fingers. This idiot would, like, crush his hands. Nobody said he had immortal hands. What an idiot. So, this guy just robbing everybody blind. Superman's not doing nothing because, as we know, he's got, like, half strength. Perry White's like, Has anybody seen Superman? And uh, Clark's like, I haven't seen him. Oh, gooey. So then he's remembering Ma and Pa, and in this version they're dead. And so he's Little Superman. I guess Little Superman's called Superboy in it. Sorry. He's like, You gotta try out your flying power sometime, Clark. Go ahead and jump. Even if you fall, you ain't gonna get hate. I don't want to, Pa. I'm afraid. Believe me, I understand, son. All your life, there'll be things you don't want to do, but you're gonna have to do them. All right, Pa! And he jumps off the cliff and (laughs) flies away. So then Jackhammer's at the movie theater. He's interrupting movies now, this big jerk. It's not bad enough that he's, like, destroying his own fist and, like, stealing banks. And he's like, uh, here comes Superman. He jumps through the movie theater and then he, like, uh, he's like, I'm gonna pound this wall! And it falls on him and he wraps himself in his cloak. Because he goes, 
At least uh, this cloak will keep from keep me from getting scratched. It's still invulnerable, if even if I'm not. Then a Starcade. Uh, it's like a bunch of weird cartoons. Oh, it's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, it's Bugs Bunny. That's not the weird one though. Like this one's meatballs and spaghetti. I know that's one. They of... got some pandas and like this guy in a cloak that's supposed to fight them. And then there's some zoo guys and, some and, they, and Gilligan's Planet. They're like on a planet of Gilligan's. Dang. Anyway, so then um, back to fighting Jackhammer. Nothing's working. He's like ah whack ack. I don't know whack ack. He goes say your prayers, soups. It won't be long. My word, he means it. This guy's gonna kill Superman. Can't be Superman. Take him. He's got to. And so they get mad and they start throwing stuff at Jackhammer. Hey, here's a beer bottle. Hey, here's a baseball bat. Hey. And so the people beat up Jackhammer. And finally Superman gets up and gets him one good punch and knocks him out. Turns out he had a glass jaw. And he's like, I'm the one who's thinking you people. You saved me. And he flies away. All right. So Jack's going to talk a little more. And then we'll come back and talk about the backups of Aquaman, but this ends, I mean, it tells us next issue, the double death of Superman. I mean, I'm gonna have to read issue 539 because I guess he's dead. I guess so. And never came back either. Mm-hmm. Never. Alright, go ahead. Uh, next I have Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe, which I talked a little bit about too. Yeah. It's like this... Full... I have that one because I bought that in like 1990-something. It's this... 40 page one shot where he tries to kill anyone it doesn't explain that he's strong enough to or like how he does but it just shows him like i'm gonna kill you it's like oh no and they they die and that's it. so you didn't like it i didn't like it that much if you like the idea of punisher fighting uh superheroes i would say check out i think it was greg pock maybe i could be wrong don't don't hold me to that regardless look up Oh, Greg Rucka is the one who wrote it. Yeah, Greg Rucka, Punisher Warzone. It was a handful of issues. The Avengers have finally been fed up with Frank Castle, and they're going to take him down. And it's how Frank is able to take on the Avengers. It's really flipping good. It came out when you were like a little kid, so I would say like early 2010s. So look it up. It's a good one. Yeah. Punisher Warzone. It feels a little too cheesy and kind of weird because it's too fast-paced. Mm. For just 40 pages, there's too much they gotta do to do it and so it just feels like it's making fun of itself for right. the most part and then Punisher kills himself at the end because he's like oh no I killed my friend even though I'm killing everyone so I would have to anyways and then he <laughs> dies uh <laughs> that's so weird I think he, it happens because but because they're fighting the heroes and I mean the heroes are saving the day and one of his like kids or something accidentally dies, so, mm. and so he's like, "Nah, man, you got me screw it up, man. You can't do that." Mm-mm, and then kills mm-mm. everybody. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, so he's like, "Oh, you killed this one person in my life. I'll kill everybody, I guess." Dang. So, so <laughs> that's that's called escalating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one I have. I read a bit of Savage Avengers. I love uh, Savage Avengers. I just read the first few volumes, and I thought it was pretty fun. I liked it. Conan is my favorite, and I love um that he like gets like, is it is it just his arm gets infected with the Venom symbiote? I think it's his arm gets infected. Yeah, and so yeah. so I, it makes it so that he can hang with the big guys. Yeah, Venom and stuff is like fighting with Conan, and like they're all 
working together. It's very fun. I think it because of the Conan thing. I don't know if we talked about it on this episode. This this episode. Well, we're talking about it now on this episode. I don't know if we talked about it on this show on the feed, but on one of the shows, I'm pretty sure we talked about the fact um, the Conan stuff is not on the app. Yeah. And I think it's because of I don't know if rights issues. Well, it's obviously because of rights issues. I don't know if it's because of rights issues with the Howard estate or if it's because of rights issues with uh, Dark Horse. But hopefully that'll be something you'll be able to read. I know you can get it through Comixology or if you purchase it, you can download it to your Marvel account. But as of right now, it's not on Marvel Unlimited. But anyway, it's good stuff. Savage yeah. Avengers is pretty much my favorite Marvel comic every month. That's another Jerry Duggan one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next one, I read, this is a trade, I read Spider-Man, Hosts of Carnage. This is just a bunch of Carnage volumes, which faces, like, him getting different people. The first one is, like, a Ben Ridley issue. Okay. Around, like, the Clone Saga. So what's going on is, like, I guess Peter Parker is just back to normal life. They take away everything from him that makes him Mm Spider-Man. But that's, like, what he wanted, so, so he's fine with it. Right. And then... Carnage, I think, gets out of jail, and then he infects Ben Riley. So then Peter Parker fights him to try to get the Carnage out of him. And then once Carnage gets out, Ben Riley faces him with like the spider powers and stuff. The thing is, I don't even know how Peter Parker does it. Cause they got rid of his powers and everything, but I guess he just has like that instinct. So I don't know. Got me. But, Whatever, it's even like two people that spoke Carnage and Ben Riley with the spider powers. He's like, I can do it. And they does. Uh, they have this series, which is like, I don't know, there's Carnage USA and then like Super Ooh, I Carnage liked Carnage USA. USA. That was good. Uh, it was pretty good. Because he like takes over a whole town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did have all the volumes. It just had some random ones. Like it Man. starts at like Carnage Volume 3. Huh. I don't know, like, I guess Carnage didn't do enough in the first two volumes, so, like, whatever. Got me. And after that, they have the, like, probably my favorite part of it, my favorite volume section, which is uh, the Amazing Spider-Man section. It's, like, up to the 800, I think it's, like, 798 through 800. Mm -hmm. And it has uh, Green Goblin working with Carnage. So, because Carnage needs to, uh, well, Green Goblin wants to finally defeat Spider-Man, and is like, the only way I can do it right now is with Carnage. So he gets infected, and then it turns into the Red Goblin. Man, that's got my favorite scene in all of Spider-Man, when that little boy gets all mad at Aunt May, he's like, I hate your cookies! <laughs> and he's, like, gonna kill her? Yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, so, uh, they try, so, because it's, Carnage and Green Goblin, they're even crazier. They're killing even more people. And so Venom, like the Flash Thompson one, and Spider-Man work together. And eventually, Flash Thompson uh, is overpowered by Red Goblin by himself. He then even turns into like the anti-Venom suit, which is pretty cool. It's like the white one, but still the military thing. And he gets defeated. So Spider-Man takes the symbiote and... So then he could be more powerful and finally defeat Red Goblin, who's been, like, killing everybody. Red Goblin is a monster. So, and then he, then Spider-Man's like, 
you a baby. You gotta work with Carnage to defeat me. Like, get out of there. Mm-hmm. So he does because he doesn't want to be a baby. And then he takes away the symbiote. Spider-Man finishes off with Green Goblin. It's a very fun series. Yeah, I like and that one a lot. By this time, I think J. Jonah Jameson also now knows about Spider-Man. Because he that's does. Something. Yep. I think it took influence from the Ultimate series. Because at the moment when that series was being made, the only series that J. Jonas Jameson and so many people knew about his identity was that series right and i think that's what the influence in how well that series did and how well it was perceived is why they started doing more stuff like that with the 616 like the no, they, they softened up jonah a lot too they did because like i think we mentioned it before especially like, in silk yeah. silk silk he's like her number one fan so yeah yeah they, they really tweaked jonah's character which is has been a good thing yeah I read, yeah, what, like I talked about, I read Superior Spider-Man, like the series later on, because they didn't have the original trades. Right. It's just a continuation after Superior Octopus, and they do talk about him being Superior Octopus, so I'm not sure where the Superior Spider-Man came from, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it faces just them continuing, and I had actually read some of the Superior Spider-Man, because in spite of us, Superior Spider-Man was like a pretty big part of it, because half the series... A lot of the contents from it was in that series, and it was like the ending of that. Right. And then they kind of continued that along with it because the beginning of Superior Octopus is, belongs to that, and all that kind of stuff. Also, I'm gonna talk about Spider Gaiden a, a little more real quick. That series, as far as I'm aware, I read it in the trade, so I guess I wouldn't know. Yeah. But it doesn't have many like things connected to it. It's mainly just like its own thing. Well. <clears throat> Yeah, it's possible there that there's spinoffs and that the Marvel app might have connected to it that they just don't sell in the trade. Because sometimes in the trades, what they'll do, they'll have like the main issues, then they'll have like the tie-in issues of say Spider-Man, then they'll have like the one-off issues and like so it might be three trades or something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It, the beginning of it was actually around this time they had that Spider-Man game coming out, so they had that version. And they teams up with like the superior Spider-Man right. and stuff. It's pretty fun. One thing that's pretty bad about the series, there's a Sum Sum on the cover. They don't have a Spider-Man Sum Sum in the comic. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't know. That was kind of like... Well, that was when they were, do- were doing the Marvel Zoom Zoom series, I think. Yeah, but they have it on the cover. That's funny. But they don't have it in the comic. And I was like, I was so excited to see this like... Zoom Zoom work was like Spider-Ham. Well, I yeah, well, that's like that um, we were talking about earlier, the Secret Wars. I don't know if Dr. Zero actually showed up in Secret Wars or if he was just on the cover of the issue. Yeah. So, yeah, they've done that before. You get all excited, like, oh, they brought back this obscure character that everybody hated and nobody bought, so they never wrote any more issues. Yay. Oh, he's not even in the issue. Yeah. Yeah. I read Dr. Doom recently that'll make professor allen happy yeah dr doom this is a series about them finally being able to imprison him because they find his identity and dr strange like we got lucky whoop son mm. he's like okay they didn't know he was victor i don't know they finally got like the evidence to prove like he had to go to jail and stuff oh gotcha so okay. they did and he went there it's a pretty good series it's like shows a more personal side of victor von doom but something kind of weird that's also, like, kind of shown in Secret Wars. He got this weird, like, religion thing. Okay. Like, I don't know what's going up with that. He's like, 
I'm the god, and the god wants your people like worship in him. And stuff. In Secret Wars, yeah, he basically yeah. is like uh, they treat him like a god character. Yeah. yeah, in Secret Wars and in this series, they just treat him like that, and it's kind of weird. It's kind of uncomfy. They do that in Fantastic Four, the new one as well. Mm. So, well, his, his the people of his country have always worshipped him. So, like yeah. people in Latveria have always kind of like treated him like he was a, like a holy ruler kind of a thing. Yeah, he starts, like, killing people because of it, though, in Doctor Doom. He's kind of weird about it. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a butthole sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's also a series called Doom War, which is, like, just about Doctor Doom facing people. So all of Wakanda teams up to defeat him. I don't know why it's Wakanda, of all things. Like, Black Panther's cool. When I think of Doctor Doom, I don't necessarily think of Black Panther, though. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's a little series. Yeah. Music volumes. I don't know why they, they chose to do that. Maybe maybe uh, Panther was popular at the time or something. Yeah. yeah. I think it was made around the movie, so yeah, probably. That, that would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ready for me to do my last one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're back to Action Comics once again, 537. Uh, so this one is called Something Fishy. And it's an Aquaman story. With Bob Rosakis as the writer and Alex Sebiak as the penciler. So we're doing kind of flashbacks and I don't know how it got here. I don't remember the previous issues. But anyway, Aquaman goes, Mira! And it's like a lady and she's in a suit and she takes her hat off and it, he's, and he thinks it's his wife. And she's like, I ain't Mira, I'm Miss Miriam Bridgeman. And he's like, what? And then he kisses her. Which, in today's culture, would get Aquaman canceled. So, a canceled Aquaman is force-kissing a woman who is not his wife. Or at least he can't prove it is. Anyway, there's something going on underwater. And only Miriam Bridgman can help him. And you get this really cool ad. It says, DC on the move. And it's got Camelot 3000 and Arion, Lord of Atlantis, Supergirl, and Blackhawk. The new DC were on the move in 82. He must have moved a little bit because then crisis hit and killed everybody. Anyway, so uh, Mira and Aquaman, or the lady who says uh, she's not Mira, but is probably Mira, uh, dresses up into a bikini and jumps into the water with Aquaman. And they get underwater, and she's holding her breath. And he goes, you can breathe underwater. Go ahead and try. And she's like, how can I hear you? Telepathy. And he's like, oh, look, you can breathe underwater. So it probably is Mira. Yeah. Anyway, so there's these dolphins, they say. And it looks like swordfish to me. But then he says dolphin. And anyway, so he goes, great Neptune. And he gets hit right in the back. He's like, ow, that dolphin. And so they're fighting dolphins. And she's like, I'll save you. And he, she, like, shoots something at him. I don't know. She turned him into, like, some kind of sticky-looking substance. So this substance is like all around him and she doesn't know what to do because she still doesn't have her memory and now there's sharks coming and they don't look like sharks. They kind of look more like dolphins with teeth. And so that's the end of that. So we'll have to see what happens in number 538. But luckily we have number 538. Let's see what happens to Aquaman and one we think is Mira. So... This is called Mira Mira on the Wave. Who's the one you got to save? That's really catchy. So these dolphin sharks are coming to eat them. See, now they look back like to dolphins. 
I don't know what's going on. I don't think the artist did either. Is it still Alex Sabiak? Yeah, it is. Different inker, though. Maybe the inker said, oh, these are supposed to be dolphins. And he, like, re <laughs> and he redrew the sharks into dolphins because they don't look like sharks anymore. That's for sure. Anyway, so he's still stuck in the big jello mold. He's like, shark, dolphin, get the hell out of here. And the and between Mira, like, screwing stuff up and Aquaman, they uh, finally get out of the jello mold. And he's like, the proof is in the pudding. And, <laughs> and then, and then um, some electric eels show up. And like electrify the dolphins, and so now we got electric eel dolphins. These are some magical dolphins, y'all. They're like sharks one minute, eels the next, dolphins the next, and they go and zap Mira, and she's all knocked out. And um, as he goes to rescue her, he hears in his head, "Arthur, help me, please. I'm coming, darling." Even in her unconsciousness, she is calling out to me, "Arthur, you don't understand. I'm trapped, a prisoner." Oh, you're all right, Mira. You're here with me. No, Arthur, you big dummy. I'm trapped somewhere else. That's not me. And he goes, you are safe in my arms. And she goes, not really, Aquaman. Your wife is a prisoner and I'm her captor. What? And so she starts choking him out. I am the dominant tenant in her body and your murderer. And so she's like choking him out, even though her hands look really weird. Like they're wrapped on one side of his neck and it looks bizarre. Like she's got him in like almost like a choke hold turned into the claw. Yeah, it's like one in front and then one in back. Yeah, it don't it don't look normal. But anyway, whatever you do, don't miss next issue's help. I'm a prisoner in my own body. So, um I tell you, if if I were you, I would run down to your local news dealer and pick up Issue number 539 of Action Comics right now because, I mean, one's getting choked out and Superman's going to die twice. So, there you go. I know I'm kind of being silly, but uh, a lot of fun. These are obviously comics from a different era. And, um, I don't know, I love them. It's good yeah. stuff. It's a lot of fun. So, that's what I had. Did you got any more? No, I'm good. All right. So, that's going to wrap up this episode. I almost said issue, but we are not a comic book. We are a comic podcast of 21st Century Boys. I am Joe Crawford. And I'm James Crawford. And you can find us on Twitters at uh, Iowa's Joe and... At N underscore garlic. And you can find the show at 21-S-T-C-E-N-B-O-Y-S. That's 21st Century Boys. And thank you for listening today. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Bye.